Matthew Barzal is added to the list of injured Islanders. We'll talk about the impact that has on the team and how long he may be out. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. We have got a lot to discuss on today's episode, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment about something we've discussed, or maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, feel free to send us an email, the email address Locked on Islanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Isles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So join me for some instant insight and analysis. And uh, always great to hear from Islander fans and talk a little Islanders hockey with fellow Islander fans, game time or any time. Well, it was a, a roller coaster weekend for the New York Islanders. A big, emotional, come from behind win Friday at home over the Pittsburgh Penguins. In regulation, and boy, did they need that. That was, as I said on the Friday show, the most important game. The the two games against Pittsburgh Friday and now tonight, those are the vital ones. Then a very flat performance on Saturday in a 6-2 embarrassing kind of a loss to the Boston Bruins in Boston. Not surprised they lost, was hoping they would keep it closer. We will talk a little bit about what happened in those two games in uh, the second segment of today's show. But something that happened in the Bruins game, I think, is of more importance, especially short term for the New York Islanders. And that is that Matthew Barzal, the Islanders' most dynamic offensive player, leaves that game early, does not return, no updates as of yet as to how long Barzal may be out of the lineup. 
They didn't even officially say whether it was a, an upper body or lower body injury, although it looked like an ankle or leg, so we're thinking lower body. And as per the typical New York Islanders move, we do not know how long Matthew Barzal will be out of the lineup. In fact, I am willing to bet dollars to donuts that they officially announced that Barzal is day-to-day. But look, Oliver Wallstrom was listed as day-to-day, and he's been out for months now. Not to scare anybody, I'm just saying the day-to-day designation usually doesn't mean a lot because the Islanders list anybody and everybody who leaves games early as day-to-day. And the problem is this. The Islanders don't have a lot of organizational depth. They do not have a lot of players at the AHL level who are just ready to step in and and play. And you already have Josh Bailey out of the lineup. J.G. Pajot out of the lineup. Cal Clutterbuck, Oliver Wallstrom out of the lineup. That's four forwards right there who are regulars in your top 12 forwards, a line and a third essentially missing from your team. And we already saw, for example, Ross Johnston inserted into the lineup on Saturday against Boston with all these injuries, Bailey being the latest injury. The fact that you've acquired Bo Horvat meant that you had an extra center to you know, maneuver because they they had moved bars all to the wing and you had five centers, one of them moving to the wing. Now, however, with the injury to Barzal and the injury also to Pajot, suddenly you're not stocked with a lot of centers. And, you know, the Islanders ended up calling up Otto Koivula and he barely played in the game Saturday, just a handful of minutes. And, you know, it's a big drop, let's put it that way, into how much the Islanders trust J.G. Pajot versus how much they trust Otto Koivula or any of the other players that they tend to call up from Bridgeport. And they made another move. Left wing Arno Durando called up from Bridgeport Sunday. So what does that mean? Well, it kind of means that it's at least likely that Matthew Barzal will not be ready to play tonight against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now, Barzi still could be a game-time decision. And what did we see? Craig Smith delivers the hit, not saying it was necessarily a dirty hit. Barzal finishes the shift, heads into the tunnel. TV timeout comes. He tries to test the leg and then leaves the ice again without getting back into the lineup during the game. And now, boy, injuries are just mounting for the New York Islanders. So, you know, they've called up Andy Andreoff and Otto Koivula. They put Ross Johnston into the lineup, and now Arno Durando called up from Bridgeport. So what do we know about Durando? Well, 24 years old, just turned 24 in mid-January. He's a left-handed shot, native of Montreal. Islanders drafted him back in 2017, 
in the sixth round. And look, he, he made his uh, AHL debut with Bridgeport back in 2019-2020. This year, in 48 games with Bridgeport, 13 goals, 33 points, 25 penalty minutes, and an even plus-minus. He is 6 feet, 185, so kind of average height for a forward. But what I can tell you is this. The drop-off between Matthew Barzal and Arno Durando, who will, if he plays tonight, be making his NHL debut, is a pretty big jump. And I think if you're an Islanders fan, you have to be wary of the fact that your lineup could feature Ross Johnston, Arno Durando, Otto Koivula, uh, a lot of players who, quite honestly, are of AHL caliber uh, more than anything else right now. So again, Andy Andreoff, Otto Koivula, Ross Johnston, uh, Arno Durando, these are four players who at best are black aces on a healthy Islanders team. And, you know, again, they're solid AHL players, but unproven NHL players, and none of them are really considered prospects, uh, players who have a bright NHL future. And we don't know how long Matthew Barzal is out, but when you add the fact that if Barzal misses even three or four games right now, how does that affect the Islanders' ability to make a playoff push? The Islanders are one of six teams battling for two playoff spots. We've discussed extensively that the Islanders have played more games than any of the teams that they're chasing in the playoff race. And, you know, they're tied in points with Pittsburgh, who they play tonight, but Pittsburgh happens to have four games in hand. Washington is a point behind the Islanders. Washington has a game in hand. Florida, Detroit, Buffalo, all teams that have games in hand on the Isles and are in the thick of, a, of the chase for those last two wildcard spots. If you don't have Matthew Barzal, that is yet another reason that you might want to try to sell some of those veteran players, especially on expiring contracts at the trade deadline, because Barzi's absence will really hurt this team. Now, Barzi could come back into the lineup tonight, could come back into the lineup, you know, Wednesday or Friday of this week. You're at home against Winnipeg and L.A., but we don't know, and it will be critical for the Islanders to get Barzal back as soon as possible. We have got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We will talk a little bit about the weekend's action and sort of sum up the highs and lows. Plus, uh, we'll preview tonight's game against the Penguins. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product I literally use every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted one supplement that would meet all my nutritional needs. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, 
You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all these things. And it's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So the weekend was up and down for the New York Islanders. And look, the game against Pittsburgh on Friday was a, a very emotional big kind of a win for the New York Islanders. And, you know, you're down four to two with just a minute and three seconds left in the second period. And then you get the big goal from Anders Lee with 28 seconds left in the second. That gives them momentum. They tie it on a power play goal by Brock Nelson early in the third. And then Zach Parise gets credit for the winning goal with Less than three minutes left in regulation, and boy, a game that, you know, you were down three to one, you were down four to two. The Islanders sort of playing catch up, but that third period was one of their better periods. It was enough to beat an inconsistent Penguins team, and boy, this team really needed it at the time. It kept their playoff hopes alive. Brock Nelson. Three-point night, Anders Lee, a three-point night, both of them with two goals and an assist. And for Nelson, 12 straight games at that point with at least one point. And Ilya Sorokin, 40 saves to earn the win in a, in a game where the Islanders were very much outshot. To me, the important thing about the win was the emotion behind it. The fact that the team, even though they really weren't shoddy and inconsistent in those first two periods didn't quit dug in deep came up big in the clutch and again it was your lees and your nelsons leading the way offensively for the islanders and that was a great win and it, it realistically kept the team alive so that was very 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 good for this team and much needed, to say the least. And, you know, Adam uh, from Nanemo, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, he did spell it out, sends in an email, I knew as soon as we got the 5-4, there was no way we would give it up. Uh, why is that, Adam, you ask? Well, glad you asked. Two words, Anders Lee. It's not just the three points, it's that's our captain, and that's what he brings to the bench and the room and the ice with all three of Anders Lee is going, we get this true Islanders grit. So, uh, Adam, a big fan of Anders Lee and what he brought to the table, and that was a good thing. But then 
after the big emotional win on Friday, a flat performance in Boston Saturday. And again, I didn't expect the Islanders to go out and beat the Bruins in Boston when the Islanders were coming off a back-to-back. You knew that they were going to have a hard time. And, you know, they the Bruins had uh, Olmark in goal. He's arguably the best goalie in the league this year. The Islanders were going with Varlamov. They were missing Josh Bailey. They were missing J.G. Pajot coming into the game. And, you know, again, you knew they were sort of up against the eight ball. You didn't expect them to win, and yet you lose Matthew Barzal early in the game, as we discussed earlier. And I think this team sort of got behind early and never really got back into the game. Uh, We talked about Andy Andreoff. He had an assist, so congratulations to him on the helper. Had five hits in just ten and a half minutes. But overall, uh, the the Islanders just going up against the best team in the league when they were shorthanded, and you end up losing Barzi on top of it. Just not a very good performance, to say the least. So uh, I, I think more than anything, I was disappointed with the way they came out. And Kyle Palmieri, I think, said it best. I think we were maybe a little bit on our heels, put ourselves on the penalty kill. Obviously, that's a dangerous power play over there. They score. They're at home Saturday night. It kind of snowballed. And you can't afford to do that. I did not expect the Islanders to beat the Bruins. I was hoping they might be able to squeeze a point out of it, but it it, it isn't easy. And offensively now, what we've seen Lane Lambert do is sort of double shift a lot of the top six forwards and shorten his bench because, look, Simon Holmstrom now, one point in his last 11 games. Casey Zizekas, no points in his last 12. Hudson Fashing, no points in his last eight games. This is a team with a lot of players who just struggle to score, and you can get away with having three or four players in your lineup like that, but not six or seven. And with these injuries and the lack of depth, that's what you get. Now, uh, Tommy, basically, our, our good friend Tommy here. I Ty Gill, how are you doing? I think the Islanders are in the right direction, just need help defensively. A lot of the games they lost was only by a goal or two, so they're right there. I'll give Coach Lambert till the end of the season, then maybe it's time to part ways. He knows the players well for a few seasons now, and he should have an idea about how to get the most out of them. As far as the game against the Bruins, I would have pulled Varley and put in Sorokin after the third goal. What do you think? A couple of the goals weren't his fault, but there were a few he could have saved. Putting Sorokin in would have created a spark, possibly. Thanks for doing the podcast. Let's go, Islanders. Tommy, thanks for the email. Look, I agree that Varlamov did not have a great game, and he gave up six goals and only... 27 shots, that's a 778 save percentage. Clearly a clunker. Did the Islanders struggle defensively in the game? Yeah, a lot of those goals were either, you know, power play goals, rebounds, players left uncovered in prime scoring positions, and that certainly hurt. But the reason I think they don't 
switch out Varlamov. You're at home. Uh, you're on the road. You're against the Bruins. You're down three to nothing. You've got a depleted lineup. You've lost Barzal, and you're coming off a back-to-back. I think by the time it got to be three nothing, if they change out Varlamov and put on Sorokin, does it possibly give the team a little bit of a spark? Yeah, it might. But you had just played the night before, and you need Sorokin healthy and ready and rested for Monday's game in Pittsburgh, which to me, you know, if the Islanders end up beating Pittsburgh tonight and you get the two wins against Pittsburgh sandwiched around the loss to Boston, I think that's fine. The one thing they have to do is beat Pittsburgh, one of the teams they're fighting for one of those final wild card spots in the playoffs. So I almost think that while the move would have given the Islanders possibly a little bit of a jump, uh, number one, you want Varley to stay sharp, and I think Varley took one for the team. The important thing is that Sorokin be ready for the game in Pittsburgh, and that's why Lane Lambert didn't make the move. But, Tommy, thank you very much for a good question uh, about what happened Saturday in Boston To me, the effort was the disappointing thing, and we'll see how it all plays out. We've got more to get to on this episode of the show. We have got a full preview of tonight's game, and then a physical defenseman who played with the Islanders in the mid-2000s is our Islanders' birthday of the day. All that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use, and then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and threes drained. And hey, Maybe you want to check out the odds for the Islanders tonight in Pittsburgh in that big game on the FanDuel app. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner, of the NBA. So tonight, Islanders and Penguins, this time in Pittsburgh, and boy, is this an important game for the New York Islanders. And the Penguins are reeling a little bit right now. They are tied with the Islanders in the standings, but again, Pittsburgh has those four games in hand. And we mentioned that Tristan Jarry, their number one goalie, out of the lineup, We saw Casey DeSmith uh, Friday, and he did not play particularly well. Uh, Saturday, the the Penguins lose to the Devils in Pittsburgh 5-2. So New Jersey giving the Islanders a little bit of help in that regard. Dustin Tokarski played in goal for Pittsburgh in that game, which means DeSmith is almost certainly going to start for Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh tonight against the Islanders. We know the Penguins well. They are a tough division opponent. 
Sidney Crosby always seems to excel against the Islanders. He leads the team with 42 assists, 25 goals, and 67 points. We know the names. Evgeny Malkin, Jake Gunsel, Chris Letang, Brian Rust, Richard Raquel. This is a, a team that Islander fans are only too familiar with, and yet, like the Islanders, the Penguins have been very inconsistent this year. In the middle of the pack in goals, 15th in the league. In the middle of the pack in goals against, 17th in the league. Power play, 17th in the league, 21.5% success rate. The PK, 14th in the league. In other words, this is a very average team statistically in almost every facet of the game, and it's something the Islanders should be able to take advantage of. Breaking down the line combinations, here's how they lined up against the Devils. Top line of Sidney Crosby, Jake Gunsel, and Richard Raquel. Malkin, Jason Zucker, and Brian Rust, the second line. From left to right on the third line, Drew O'Connor, Jeff Carter, and Kasperi Kapanen. And Teddy Bluger centers the fourth line. Brock McGinn to his left, Josh Archibald to his right. Brian Demoulian and Chris Letang, a very solid top pair on defense. Marcus Pedersen and Jeff Pet, uh, Petrie are the second pairing. And Pierre-Olivier Joseph and Chad uh, Ruwadel uh, are the third pairing. The goaltenders are Casey DeSmith. And if he's healthy, Tristan Jarry. Although, again, Dustin Tokarski played on Saturday. And he, if Jarry is not back, will almost certainly back up Casey DeSmith. Big game for the Islanders, a must-win game, and they've, if they can be a little bit more consistent defensively, I think this is a game that they could win even more easily than the drama we saw on Friday night. But again, a must-win, preferably in regulation tonight for the Islanders. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. We want to wish a happy 48th birthday today to former Islanders defenseman Brendan Witt. The Humboldt, Saskatchewan native, drafted by the Capitals in the first round back in 1993, 11th overall, made his NHL debut in 95-96 for the Caps, played for the Predators for one year, and then joined the Islanders in 06-07, staying with the team through the 2009-2010 season. Witt, a stay-at-home physical defenseman, very, very savvy at clearing uh, forwards out from in front of his own goal, and at 6'2", 223, he certainly had the size to do it. One of his more memorable games, January 7th, 2007, a 5-3 win over the Rangers at Madison Square Garden, where Witt scored his first goal as an Islander, and that goal came against Henrik Lundqvist in a 5-3 Islanders win. So, Happy birthday to the big guy, Brendan Witt. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We will be back tomorrow with our key takeaways from this big game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And we'll have our hero, unsung hero of the game and our go to the game and the latest injury updates on all of the Islanders walking wounded. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And, of course... Let's go Islanders.